Hey everyone, welcome to A Flutter, a podcast that explores the joys and challenges of the love lives of those pursuing a medical career. I'm your host, Anna Kulawick, and let's get started. we have the absolutely incredible Kathleen, who is a total MVP of our class. She, oh gosh, I'm so happy you're here, Kathleen. If you know her, you know that she's such a team player, so sweet. So I'm so excited to have Kathleen on today. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is so exciting. I literally listen, I think I'm already like a podcast stan because I listened to the last one, like as soon as you sent it out. It was so good. I don't know how much about that. (laughs) Thank you. Well, you know, you have a really interesting relationship story as well. So why don't you go ahead and share with everyone your relationship status, history, you know, all of it. Ah, hopefully not too interesting. We're looking for no more surprises uh, at this point. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I've been dating my fiance, Trevor, since Mm -hmm. our senior fall. So three and a half years ago, we started Mm -hmm. dating, like right toward the end, like when we were just almost out of college unscathed, we met. Mm -hmm. um, And we got engaged this March while we were in our second semester of med school on our spring break. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, we're very, we're like very deep into, well, not very deep. We are just dipping our toe in the water of wedding planning this summer Mm -hmm. while we're getting this break from med school, which has been really exciting. Like we're going to see our first venues next week. Um, but it's been a really exciting time. A little bit uh, busy with, with, with med school. That's, that's to be expected. But yep. um, yes, it's a really exciting time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, congratulations. That is so exciting. Thank I have you. so many questions. Like I don't even know where to start. Um, okay. Why don't we just go with right now? So you mentioned you're starting to wedding plan. Can you share any details about what you're looking for, your timeline? It's a good question. I wish I knew. Um, no, <laughs> I, I think it's <laughs> it does take a little bit of figuring out what you want and some iterations mm-hmm. because, I mean, my parents were joking last night when I was talking to them about venues and stuff. They're like, you went from wanting like a barefoot in the backyard wedding with a pizza truck to, you know, <laughs> wanting to be at uh, you know, fancy venue and have like a this very stuffy, as my future father-in-law called it, place. Um, <laughs> so probably leaning toward like uh, just a more casual restaurant, but still doing you know a dress and like a cute little ceremony and mm-hmm. and having some food and some cake. Um, so as my dad put it, you you found the sweet spot between hippie barefoot wedding and <laughs> something that just wouldn't be us. So. Yeah. I think it takes a little bit of figuring out what you want and you have to be wrong a few times before you kind of get the vision uh, yeah. that it feels like both of you and that both of you will be happy with. And also that your families will be happy with. Because I think that like I'm the only daughter in my family and when my parents stress that it's like not their wedding, they're not those kind of parents that, you know, I still want them to have a really good time and I want our friends mm-hmm. and family to have a great time and I want Trevor and I to have a great time. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're optimizing for as yeah. Trevor puts it. He likes to think about what we're optimizing for. He's <laughs> very, very logical guy. Mm-hmm. I am not. <laughs> that's kind of where we're at now. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's so exciting. Do you have a timeline, like a ideal like, time frame when you want to get married? So, you know, uh, that's actually dictated by med school. And I don't want to throw Duke under the bus because this is true for every med school. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. I don't really know. But so, in terms of financial aid, 
mm. if you they count your parents till you're like in your mid 30s nearly um oh. and i know there's some process where they count your parents income less over time but it's never going to kick in before i'm graduating i'm 20 i'm turning 25 in two weeks so mm -hmm. like it's, it's never going to kick in for me but anyway um yeah. in terms of financial aid if you get married in med school they stack your spouse's income on top of any income they expect from mm -hmm. your family regardless Ooh. of like if you're paying if you're taking loans like i am or what your situation is to be able to finance your medical education oh it gosh. doesn't like switch to your spouse it, it it kind of stacks both of them so i went to the financial aid office in the spring and they were super helpful just saying you know essentially don't get married until after may 1st of your third year and you've already submitted your financial aid for the last year and then we'll never know you got married <laughs> maybe i shouldn't be saying this on the pod but um, yeah there's a, there's like an actual algorithm like i i was expecting oh them God. to like say you know maybe you could do this or maybe you could do that and they had very mm -hmm. solid advice for exactly when to get married because i guess a lot of people do it a lot of people get married between third and fourth year of med school yeah. for that exact reason i thought it was just that i mean also lines up with a bit of a break in our curriculum personally as doing our clinical clerkships as second years mm -hmm. but that's kind of what drove the decision i think that oh my gosh if it was up to us it still might be that timeline but mm -hmm. that was something we really had to think about because you know it would just kind of mess up your your medical education and financing it yeah so that's wow. the really romantic reason we're getting married between <laughs> third and fourth year of med school it's a fairy tale <laughs> wedding truly <laughs> truly yeah. well that makes so much sense and i think that'll actually be really helpful. I know there's other classmates who maybe aren't engaged right now, but they're thinking about it. And I've heard yeah. people murmur like, oh, during third year would be a great time to get married. Because for those of you who don't go to our school, our third year is a research year. So it's way more relaxed than mm -hmm. having to do rotations or something. So um, third year is a great time if people want to get married to do that. But the whole financial aid thing, I had not even considered that. Wow. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. And maybe even more so at Duke, it's because of getting the break versus the financial aid thing because most schools do third year as your clinical year so it might be easier to get married as a second year or fourth year yeah. um but yeah that's kind of what was driving it um yeah and we're thinking we're get we're gonna get married probably near here i'm in new hampshire at my parents house for the summer we're probably gonna get married in the northeast so that kind of whacks out most of the winter months unless we want our guests to have icicles hanging from their noses yes so yes. that's kind of what that's kind of how we made our decision it is a little weird to plan a wedding two years out i think a lot of people get engaged and then get married the next year but covid's also bumped a lot of people's weddings so mm -hmm. this summer's a little bit busy next summer's a little bit busy we're hoping by 2024 things yeah down a little bit but yeah. yeah yeah well fingers crossed for you oh my gosh thank you i appreciate it i'm gonna need all the luck i can get <laughs> <laughs> so what inspired you and trevor so obviously you've been together for quite a long time and you know i've yeah, heard that when in medicine there's no great time to do all these big things in life there's no easy time mm -hmm. to get married there's no easy time to have kids etc so what made you two want to get married while in medical school and not say residency or beyond like any of that hmm, that's a really good question and actually i think what's interesting about getting engaged and being in med school during that is we actually had a lot of these conversations really early on like probably earlier than most people would like mm -hmm. i always knew i was going to go to med school i'd plan to take two or three years after college to work and then go to med school but mm -hmm. we started dating when we you know well i'll start from the beginning so we started dating in like december of our senior year and then we dated that whole spring semester but mm -hmm. then at the end of that semester he went to ireland for two months on a planned trip like he was doing a research trip 
Mm-hmm. And I went and started my job in Boston and he moved to his job in New York. And we were kind of like, we're in two different cities. And we only started dating six months ago. Like, are we going to, mm-hmm. are we going to do this? Or are we going to, mm-hmm. you know, go our separate ways? So we had a lot of these conversations super early because, you know, I was telling him, I'm not going to not go to med school just because it might not be where your job is. And yeah, back then he thought he would be at that New York job for much longer than he ended up being there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had this conversation around like, all right, well, we'll do the first year separate I'll be in Boston you'll be in New York we visit each other and then I would move to New York mm-hmm. after a year um, and switch offices in my company to come be with him mm-hmm. because the idea was if that worked out then he would follow me to med school essentially so we were we were big planners um, yeah. but we kind of saw that second year together in New York as a bit of a test drive to see if like living together and moving somewhere together where we didn't know anybody potentially like Durham North Carolina <laughs> would work and it was just the two of us kind of taking it on so I think what's interesting, we have a lot of these conversations around like, what do we want? Do we want to get engaged? Do we want to get married? Do we want to have kids? How many kids do you want to have? Like, Mm -hmm. what do you want to do for work? What are your dreams? What are your goals? What kind of doctor do you want to be? All sorts of these questions and answers happened really early because it just would have been irresponsible not Mm -hmm. to have them given I had such a, you know, it was up to the med schools to decide where I was going to go and we might not have options that we're in a city where he worked or where he could find a job. So we kind of talked these things through super early and, um, you know, it kind of worked out with the pandemic that his job moved remote. And so we got a lot more flexibility that he could move with me to med school. But Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think when people are like, Oh, why'd you choose this year to get engaged? Um, It was really, we decided on it because he moved to Durham, left Mm -hmm. behind his life in New York, which was, you know, close to friends and family and moved to Durham with me where we didn't know anybody. Yeah. With the understanding that we'd probably get engaged this year. So it'd be like a little bit more secure, a little bit more mm-hmm. of a promise, you know, <laughs> not just moving down there with your boyfriend, you know. Yeah. I think having a plan to get married made, you know, our families feel a little better, made me feel a little better, made him feel a okay. little better. And mm-hmm. it was kind of what we wanted to show that that commitment. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just felt a little more secure. I don't know. Locking it down. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I totally understand. Like, you're asking someone when he moved down here with you to sacrifice so much, like his friends and family Mm -hmm. all back there. So, you know, like the, I'm sure your like love and commitment for each other would be the same regardless of a marriage. But having that there, I think also as a way to show the world, like this commitment is very serious. Um, So I I completely understand that. Yeah, exactly. And not that... I mean, we don't care what other people think. I mean, we say that. We probably do. But <laughs> it was also, I think it was also for the both of us. Because then, like, not to keep harping on the financial side of things. But I think it's important. And we also don't talk about it enough in med school. That, like, you're a student. You're not bringing any money to the table. Like, mm-hmm. for learning expenses, you have to take out loans for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're marrying this person, you have to think about, like, your joint future together. And what it makes sense to do financially in terms of living expenses and tuition and loans. Because... That becomes kind of a joint adventure together, both mm-hmm. med school and, you know, the, the paying for med school and thinking about your future as a resident and paying off mm-hmm. those loans and getting through some financial stability. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had to kind of be really open and honest with each other very early in order to make it work. Because you're right. It was such a big commitment to ask of someone to mm-hmm. be like, two months before we're supposed to move, I'm going to tell you which city we're moving to. And then we have to start over there and find a house. Like, good luck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got enough to wait list at Duke. So we didn't find out till the mm-hmm. first week of May. We mm-hmm. moved in on July 1st. Wow. To all, like, backed up all our stuff out of New York, drove the, or we had someone help us. Um, mm-hmm. I got the, 
drove down here and it was it was really really fast it was a lot of change very quickly Mm -hmm. Um, but it's all worked out so far yeah that's awesome i'm glad to hear it are you both enjoying durham together Oh my gosh. So that's like the happy end of it. I make it sound like I dragged him away from his family, taking his screaming from New York city. Like, Oh my God, he lost his whole life. Um, he loves it down in Durham even more than I do. Like he oh, absolutely amazing. loves it. He works from home. He works for Amazon web services. Um, he mm-hmm. works from home. We have a bigger place than we did in New York. Cause you know, mm-hmm. Durham yeah. and like he has his own space, his own office. He, you know, has a house to himself during the day. I think he's mm-hmm. like getting a dog. He's joined oh like gosh. four tennis leagues and, you know, <laughs> goes to the driving range and has made a lot of really good friends too. Like mm-hmm. it turns out when you tell people you're moving to a new city where you don't know anyone, friends of friends come out of the woodwork, like people mm-hmm. from college or friends from high school. Okay. So he's made some really good buddies. Um, he just absolutely loves it down there. So mm-hmm. it was a really good move, but it was definitely a little bit of a leap of faith. I will give yes. him that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. And, you know, I, yeah. I, agree. I, you know, I'm not from Durham or North Carolina, but mm-hmm. I have loved it as well. So I'm glo- so glad to hear that your transition has been successful for both of you. It's been lovely. Yes, it's been really good. And I think mm-hmm. med school also helps because, you know, we have a community of people and a lot of other people have significant others that, you know, mm-hmm. want to get to know someone made the same leap of faith. And yeah. I think that's really cute too. Like one of our classmates, uh, Becca, uh, we get together with her and her boyfriend quite often because, you know, they all yeah. moved here and it's really fun. And he and Trevor do similar jobs. So we mm-hmm. chat about all that stuff oh, while we talk lovely. about anatomy and stuff that grosses them out. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, that's great. So when thinking about just straight up where to apply for med school, was Trevor's potential job considerations or family, like all of that, did that weigh heavily into where you even applied? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I didn't apply anywhere. Because they tell you, like, don't apply anywhere that you wouldn't go. And for me, it was don't apply anywhere that we wouldn't go together. Because we had already decided at that point that that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, we made our school list together. And he wasn't like, you absolutely can't go to any of these. But I think I I had a couple schools on there that he was like, I just really don't think that I would love it there. I Mm -hmm. I'm not, I you know, he'd either been there or he, you know, knew that there might not be job opportunities there for him. And so... We had that mm-hmm. conversation, but I, it wasn't like a hard and fast rule. It was just talking about it a lot and thinking through those scenarios. And we're similar people. So a lot of the places he didn't really like, I didn't love either. So it, <laughs> it kind of worked out. It was made a little bit messier because he's also changed jobs three times since he graduated college. Like he, mm-hmm. he has finally figured out what he really loves um, okay. and is absolutely loving it. But it took him a little while to figure that out. So it was like, does he need to find a place where he can find an in-person job, can he keep working remote? Is it okay if he just changed jobs? Like, do we need to stay somewhere that's an easy commute to New York City? Turns out we didn't because he <laughs> left that, that first job in New York City. But um, yeah, I remember it was an open dialogue between both of us and then also his work at the time. We were like, "Where you thinking of opening up in a new office or mm-hmm. you think this work from home thing's gonna last for a while? What's, what's kind of the deal? Um, mm-hmm. I remember they were all, I was at a company barbecue at his old company and they were asking, we were going to stay in New York City, and we were pretty sure that I wasn't going to get in anywhere in New York City at that point. I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. I don't know. The ones I've gotten into at that point were not, were a lot further than New York City. So mm-hmm. um, some of that was a little bit rocky. We just kind of had to take it day by day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's so exciting. I'm, you know, again, so glad that it's worked out for both of you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been really good. I feel very lucky. I feel very mm-hmm. fortunate to be at Duke in general and med school. I think med school's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. 
And it's great with him now, too. Mm -hmm. As we've alluded to, there are several other of our classmates who are already married or engaged. Has having them in our class, just their presence, helped you at all or helped rationalize or figure out what exactly to do? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's a little bit different. Like one of our classmates is already married as a mm -hmm. child. We're obviously not quite there yet. Um, yeah. But I think it's nice to see that like someone is able to do that and do it really successfully. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then I, what is it? Two other guys in our class are engaged. I don't know if there's any so other. Weird. And then another one of our female <laughs> classmates is getting married very soon. So yeah, I mean, I think I talked to some of them and without like I obviously spilling anything about them. Um, mm -hmm. I talked to one of the girls in our class who's getting married and like, it's really just helpful to hear about like her planning and how she's thinking about it. And I think that she and her fiance, soon to be husband, are, have also had a lot of the same conversations. So it was very validating to be like, okay, mm -hmm. we're not crazy for, you know, picking yeah. up and moving to another state mm -hmm. and asking him to, to do that. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. It is funny That's to see like the depth of wedding planning involvement for different people though, like. Mm -hmm. I think that, yeah, I think that uh, I am, like, I'm not getting married for two more years, and, mm -hmm. like, some people are getting married next year, and I'm like, you are so calm, <laughs> like, we are <laughs> and you are just so calm, I aspire yeah. to that, so it's nice to have mm -hmm. that role model, I aspire to that, yeah, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are, yeah, just very good at it. Yeah, that's great. Oh my gosh. Well, I know absolutely nothing about wedding planning. Can you actually book <laughs> things out, like, two years in advance? Thing. turns out you can yes i think i mean I'm, I'm by no means an expert whatsoever i've just started but um like i've been talking to places and saying you know our, our dates that we want to stay or around these dates and can you do it and they're like yeah here's all these details I'm like, oh gosh i can't start thinking about like menus or the little <laughs> tiny details and decoration of flowers i just yeah. i just i just need to find a place so i'm not getting married in my parents backyard um <laughs> uh -huh. uh, yeah turns turns out you can i think it's i think it's venues you can book two years out ish and uh -huh. then everything else i think you usually wait to within a year but i have my really good friend from college and roommate is getting she's in pa school and she's getting married next summer i'm a bridesmaid okay. in that wedding so i'm kind of like following uh -huh. along she uh -huh. did the same thing she booked it two years out so she'd get married right after she graduates next summer Okay. And then it's doing all the other planning this year. And so mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, so when did you start looking at a photographer? And when did you start thinking about food? Like, she's my kind of go-to. So that's been nice to have someone like that. Um, yeah. Who's also in health sciences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's exciting. And that is a lot of planning to do while also in medical school. Is there a way you're trying to balance it? Because that's like a whole other project you know we're like an ah. extracurricular equivalent <laughs> it, it really is um it really is and and driver's mm -hmm. definitely helpful like he's he has less opinions than i do about it um but he's very helpful i think what helps is that i am not someone who ever really dreamed of my wedding like i was mm -hmm. never really the person that was like oh my god i want this what big wedding i think that's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that's who you are that's great i honestly think my paucity of opinions is kind of been hurtful because I'm like I don't know we could just do it in the backyard who cares um yeah. but it has been helpful to think you know I'm in med school I mm -hmm. don't have very much bandwidth to plan this I can only really plan what I really want and what we really I keep saying I what we really want what Trevor and I really want what our families really want and what's really important to us so it's mm -hmm. been nice thinking like you know I could invite 300 people to this wedding and that would be great to have everyone there but I think people understand that we're going with like a 60 to 75 person wedding just for, you know, planning purposes, honestly. 
Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's just been helpful thinking, what can I, what bandwidth do I actually have and what do we mm-hmm. want? Mm-hmm. And then cutting everything else that doesn't fit into that. So we're yeah. actually opting. Well, I won't say that yet. We were thinking, we're thinking about a brunch wedding with like a more casual after party in the evening, which also just helps with planning. Um, mm-hmm. and makes things a little bit easier. So there's been some steps we've taken um, mm-hmm. just to, you know, cut things we don't think are super meaningful to us. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, med school's honestly helped with the planning because I feel like I have mm-hmm. a little bit of a, <laughs> I have a little bit of an excuse to be like, you know, this one thing is not mm-hmm. a big deal to me and I'm, I'm too busy to think about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been good. <laughs> that's great. I love that. And I'd actually never thought of it that way, that by having this really intense school job, um, it means that you can just cut out all the stuff you never really wanted to begin with, but might've felt pressured or obligated to do. Yeah, there is so much of that I'm learning. I had no idea how many wedding things, quote unquote, there are before I started looking into it where mm-hmm. like, let's let's just go with like wedding favors, for example, like that you're told you have to do a wedding favor, like guests Ooh. must leave with some sort of personalized cookie or something. And I was like, <laughs> why? I was like, there, uh, like, there's the wedding, like I'll send mm-hmm. photos after the wedding. And I don't yeah. need to stress about sending them the perfect crocheted, like, like you know embroidered Kathleen and Trevor love forever kiss kiss like yeah. some, yeah. <laughs> so there's just a couple of things like that, that. yeah right they were there they saw it happen they saw the live action version of it um mm-hmm. and so that's I mean that's, I think that's one example that I think a couple of bride things I've seen have been like cut the wedding favor so it's not my original idea but mm-hmm. um just a couple of things like that you know yeah. I think also we're opting to have it probably at a restaurant where like oh, just food is there and they have a wedding coordinator and they have a preferred vendor for flowers and you just kind of have perfect. to do a, a little bit less. Yeah. And maybe it's not going to be the most gorgeous, like outdoor spring mm-hmm. venue, which I'm like, Oh, the, you know, some people get married in the most beautiful barn ever. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that would be maybe a little unrealistic for me. <laughs> so <laughs> just certain things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. And then, you know, the focus can be on you and Trevor the most as it should be. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I think that, yeah, that's all I'll say about that. You're right. You said it better. (laughs) (laughs) Do what you want. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is your wedding after all. It's true. You only Mm -hmm. get one of them, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's actually one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast or I'd heard a rumor that one department at our med school like decades ago had bragged that the department had over a 100% divorce rate meaning people got divorced more than once which you know if you're getting divorced because it's not a great marriage or you'd be happier elsewhere that's great awesome but just the fact that you're bragging about it I feel like that's implying that we're working people so hard that they their marriages fall apart and I'm like that mm-hmm. sounds incredibly toxic maybe oh, if yeah. we talk about relationships a little bit more then we can maybe avoid some of that danger you know oh definitely yeah I, I mean I've heard that same rumor I'm not sure if that's like a I don't want to I'm not sure if you know I think it's just a general like you hear that at a lot of hospitals or a lot of med schools yeah. potentially like maybe a little bit more of like an old wives tale rumor I honestly yeah. don't know but I had heard that trickle down through the grapevine um yeah. generally about about some about medicine in general um mm-hmm. and yeah I mean I think it's really I think it's really hard I can see why I think a lot of high-powered careers like that are probably have a higher divorce rate yeah. um yeah I don't know 
I don't have a ton of thoughts on that. I hope <laughs> I'm thinking about the marriage part less than the divorce part, which is good. Yeah, um, no, that, that's the goal. That's important. <laughs> but I'm trying to think, like, my grandfather, no one in my family really was in medicine except for one grandfather. He was mm-hmm. a flight surgeon and served in Vietnam. Um, and then when he got back, like, he was a, a surgeon in the U.S. And, and he got divorced from my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think my, when my dad talks about it, you know, he, he was definitely busy. Like, he would get called in to do emergency surgeries. And mm-hmm. I think that's really tough. Yeah, I could see it, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. being really difficult because you're being constantly pulled in two different directions in your family and helping somebody else's family. I think a lot yeah. of us get into medicine because we feel this obligation to help people and, you know, really this drive to help people and be there for them at their worst moments. And so I think it's, 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 you're going to set up a competing set of forces when you have that drive and obligation to help people. And you also have your family going in that direction, no matter how much you love your family or how much that drive in the opposite direction is pulling you. Um, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It's opposing interests. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so somewhat related to that is, you know, you and Trevor obviously live together, Mm-hmm. But um, he works at home, but you, you know, obviously have to be in school a lot. And you and I, we're both lecture goers. Ah, so yes, lecture crew. Lecture <laughs> 8 a.m. Not everyone in our class would do that. But, you know, that means you were off campus a lot. You weren't at home. And next year, I'm sure it'll be even more intense with rotations keeping you in the hospital. So oh, yeah. how do you balance? Like, how do you two find quality time to be together? Or just how do you balance work and, like, being together? That's a great question. And I think I've gotten a lot of good advice on this. I've thought about this a lot myself and then I don't take any of it and I (laughs) don't do any of what I say I'm going to do. I don't take anyone's advice and I don't, you know, we have this plan that we're going to attend Friday nights together as date night and I never end up doing it. So I think Mm -hmm. that instead of being like, oh, you have to carve out this time for yourself, you absolutely must have Thursday night date nights. I think I would just say, I think there has to be some understanding of the greater timeline of your relationship. And that's kind of been a theme of our relationship the whole time. For example, when we were making the decision that, okay, I'm in Boston at a job I love and an office I love and don't want to leave, but I'm going to move to New York City because you're probably going to move to med school for me. And it could Mm be anywhere in the country. We were thinking on like the longer timeline of our relationship that, you know, okay, if this is going to be a marriage and we're going to spend the rest of our lives together, spending Mm -hmm. one year and making that sacrifice or spending four years in med school at Durham and making that move. Like these are sacrifices we can make in a kind of give and take over the course of our relationship that is going to, we're not gonna look back on that and be like, God, the only thing I regret from our relationship is I moved for that year. Um, (laughs) And I think the same thing can be applied to like your clinical year. You know, if you think about it, we go into clinical year thinking this is gonna be really hard. We're gonna be Mm -hmm. so busy. I started on surgery. I've already said like, kiss me goodbye from August to October because I'm going to be on surgery and I'm going to be busy. But we mm-hmm. both know that it's temporary, that yeah. third year is a bit of a break, that we're going to get married, so we're going to be doing lots of fun wedding planning. Trevor's just excited mm-hmm. for food tasting and cake tasting. That's part. So he has that to look forward to. And I think yeah. instead of thinking, like, you know, I'm going to try and carve out all this time during the year and really try to find that balance, which I think is important and we're going to try to do, mm-hmm. having a your other eye on the bigger picture of this is temporary, this is not going to be for the rest of our lives, there's going to be many times in our lives that we do have a lot of time spent together and there have been times up till mm-hmm. that we have a lot of time to spend together including first year mm-hmm. um i think that's what really helps us is we are yeah. always kind of like all right we're signing on for a tough year and that's the way it's going to be but that doesn't mean that things aren't going to get better and that we're not going to spend mm-hmm. all this quality time together um yeah. more practically additionally um <laughs> we we try to find things that kind of kill two birds of one stone so like 
Mm -hmm. exercise is really hard to get done during second year I've heard and so we both play some tennis and so we're going to try and play tennis together on Sundays at least when we know that I'm not in class and we know he's not working so that's going to be like our that's going to be one of the things we anchor on is is those Mm -hmm. Sunday tennis things so we can knock two birds out with one stone and then also Trevor likes to meal prep and I don't really know Mm -hmm. how to meal prep but I know how to cook so Mm -hmm. I'm going to cook and he's going to do the prep and so we're going to try and do that on Sundays as well yeah, so I think just finding some things that, you know, check two things off your to-do list is really helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can't stress the eye on the bigger picture enough. I think that's what keeps us going. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I completely understand. Like, I'm in a long-distance relationship. Dylan's in Chicago doing grad school, and, yeah. you know, he works in a lab. Like, he really cannot move here, and I right. obviously can't move there. So when... I was looking at where to go for med school. Obviously, I tried to stay closer to Chicago, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I was like, I think I need to move to Durham. Like, this is where I need to go. And then we're like, oh my gosh, that's going to be so tough, though, long distance for four years. Like, that mm-hmm. sounds so long, but just like you said, in the grand scheme of things, four years is just, you know, a blink of an eye when you're thinking about spending your entire life with someone. Yeah, so. it's a blip. And it's a blip you'll back, back on fondly. Like, we did long mm-hmm. distance for a year, and having, like, the every other weekend together, it would mm-hmm. be, like, a little mini-cation. Like, we would plan, yeah. like, something fun to do. Like, we'd go to Central Park and do a picnic. Or we'd pick, like, mm-hmm. we'd make those weekends more fun than our normal weekends. So it was, like, the best parts were together. So it was like, all yeah. associated seeing each other with something extra fun. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that helped. Now, I know you're not the guest on this podcast, but can I ask you how your relationship's going? Like, how'd you guys make that work this last year? Yeah, of course. So this past year, honestly, I it's not like I was nervous about the relationship, just like the fact like long distance sounds scary, but it's actually mm-hmm. been really good. We've been good about FaceTiming, you know, mm-hmm. very frequently, like several times a week, or just like finding a FaceTime schedule that works for us personally. Because some mm-hmm. people, you know, love talking for hours every single day, whereas some people can call each other like once a week and they're fine. So we found, you yeah. know, our own balance in between there. Um, and then, like you said, sometimes combining activities. So, like, sometimes we'll do YouTube workout videos together over Zoom, wow. like screen share. Ooh pretty dorky oh but you know what works um that's adorable that's so yeah. cute yeah no I, that's, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that I'm so happy for you because mm-hmm. I think it really can be tough especially when you're like you move to a new place and it, it's mm-hmm. tough to not have your support system around you I think that um I'm definitely very thankful that Trevor's here but I have had times where he's not and that's yeah that's tough mm-hmm. when you're making a transition for sure like to a new mm-hmm. job or to a new school that's yeah. when you want that person. But I'm so glad you guys have I found fun activities for making it work. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been good. And of course, like you said, the visits then are so much fun. Like when he comes yeah. here, we'll go to the mountains or maybe we'll go to the beach sometime or just explore more than I would on a given weekend. Um, totally. Yeah. And then you get to explore the new city together. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, Trevor and I have definitely following these routes where we're like, oh, this week all we did together was like household chores. We painted we mm-hmm. like made dinners and we were just grumpy like this was not <laughs> this is not a fun week to be together we were just roommates yeah. um we were grumpy <laughs> so I think that you know having those little like islands of of, of mm-hmm. adventure um, yeah when you guys do get to see each other it's so fun especially in med school when mm-hmm. like you know you want to intersperse fun as much as possible because your work weeks are a little bit busy so oh, yeah. I'm happy for you That's great. great. And I appreciate your realism with that, like how sometimes it can feel like you're just 
roommates, but. Oh my God. We joke about that all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're like, sometimes we're just coexisting. Like there's some weeks (laughs) where we're just like, we are coexisting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We joke about that. We're like, yeah. All right. I have this show I really want to watch. I am exhausted. This happened a lot after our fall semester with anatomy too, where I would come home, jump Mm -hmm. straight in the shower because it was gross. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, or I was gross. And then, um, I was like, I just want to watch this really dumb TV show you don't want to watch. And mm-hmm. you want to just go upstairs and play video games? All right, I'll see you for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> like, we would do that sometimes because you can't, mm-hmm. you just don't need your own space and time even if you love each other. And mm-hmm. I think especially when you have busy jobs and, and med school, it, yeah. can be, it can be really important to not just find your own time, but to find your own ordinary time. Like your own time doesn't need to be you like, for us, does not need to be like going on a hike by myself. Sometimes it can just be like, okay, I need an hour. I just need one hour to like be by myself. Um, yeah. So yeah, sometimes it is just coexisting, but it's a happy mm-hmm. coexisting, you know. Yeah, so that's great. Better than like <laughs> existing on your own, I imagine. Yeah, like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He yeah. would go on work trips. He went on one one I mean, a couple weeks ago when we were just finishing mm-hmm. up med school, and I was like, oh. I miss you mostly because I don't really want to cook but <laughs> no <laughs> I missed him for real um yeah <laughs> but you just want to get used to coexisting with someone that's nice to remind yourself you can do it on your own so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good yeah. yeah I don't like saying balance all the time because I think it doesn't really mean a whole lot but yeah. sometimes you need that balance Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that that is one nice thing I'll say about long distance that I wasn't really anticipating is that it has given me so much freedom and time to like explore or like make friendships um or like spend more time hanging out with friends that I might not have been able to spend if Dylan were here with me Mm -hmm. all the time Um, oh yeah I mean I guarantee you I can tell you from experience that like mm-hmm. there was definitely some times when we first moved here before Trevor had really like, you know, joined his tennis league and made his mm-hmm. own friends and, you know, kind of gotten used to being in Durham because it takes a little while in a new place. Yeah. There were some times where I was like, I should probably be going to these med school events so I get to know people. But also mm-hmm. I kind of really want to hang out with Trevor and, you know, I don't really want to just keep dragging him along and have him feel like, I think that feeling went away when we got to know people better of just being like the sidekick. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it is good when you're in a new space, especially for that first year that, yeah, you don't feel like you're leaving someone at home because you have to go to a med school event that they're not able to come to or or yeah. you can't, you know, have all your girlfriends over because maybe that would be invading your family space. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing so much about all this. And it's so much of it is just like my own curiosity of like, oh my gosh, ah! like, <laughs> you know my future in several years so I'm just like, yeah for sure no happy mm-hmm. to talk about this I think it's important because we're we're so busy that it's sometimes hard to get to know people super super well and I think there's this also hair of like well you know like I don't want to talk about my partner too much or I don't want to like ask them questions about their partner because I don't know what's going on and mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep my head down to med school um yeah. I think it's important to talk about because like you were mentioning earlier with you know, medicine having a reputation for maybe being a little bit harsh on relationships. Mm-hmm. I think it's important that if you talk about them and what's important to you, even if you're dating, like, I think mm-hmm. that something I ran into when I was working is that the people who were, you know, single and maybe dating, didn't have kids versus the people who were dating or engaged or had children sometimes felt like they couldn't say like, okay, I gotta go. Like it's, it's six o'clock. I'm going on a date. <laughs> like yeah. I, I have a date, gotta leave work. Yeah. As much as the people who had a family or were engaged or were married could be like, I got to home at six, take care of my kids. I got to go home at six because I'm having dinner with my husband. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important that people also get that time while in medicine. If, if you know, they are leaving to go on a date. Because that's mm-hmm. important too. Like just because you're not running home to a significant other who's waiting on you doesn't mean that your personal plans are not just as important and you shouldn't prioritize them as much. So, yeah. I don't remember what my point is with this, but that was just a point I felt I had to get across. <laughs> no, I completely agree. Like, I think all of these relationships are valid, whether you're single and looking to be in a relationship or even not. Like, I think just yeah. having a strong support network, whatever that looks like for you, is so mm-hmm. important. And, you know, we hear all these scary rumors that, like, medicine is going to kill your social life which I don't think it should. Like, that sounds really unhealthy. And I think in order to have healthy, strong doctors, they should also have, like, healthy lives overall. Um, right. And that includes right. your net, your support network. Right. And you have to talk about those lives, too, because, I mean, yeah. right now, I, I think that we're in a position where probably, like, the residents and the attendings are going to be talking about their personal lives and, like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I got to go pick my kid up from daycare. I got to go have dinner with my husband. I got to meet some friends after work because this is what I got to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope that when we're in that position where we can talk about our lives outside of medicine while we're at work, that people yeah. who are, you know, coming up in this system and our learners feel like, you know, I can tell the resident mm-hmm. that I have to leave at five today because I, I mm-hmm. must make this plan that's really important for my health and happiness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think talking about it is helpful. I think it's mm-hmm. good. Which is why I think this podcast is so great. So thank you for being such thank a wonderful you. host. Of course, of course. It is truly my pleasure. I I mean, I've always been like a romantic to begin with. And then thinking about the <laughs> podcast, I was like, wait, this is the perfect opportunity to blend love and medicine. Like what could be more perfect? So. It really is. Oh, and the podcast name is just so clever. So good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. What's funny though is I, <laughs> cardiology, just the heart unit in general is my least favorite of all of the units. Like the uh. Pharmacology of cardiology could not tell you anything about it. I'm just like, what's going on? But it's a great podcast name that fits this topic. Trying to think of how you would work like the Wiggers diagram into a podcast name, but not escaping the mind. But that would have been a good one too. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of cardiology. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Well, now saying more medical things um i did this with danielle in the previous podcast Mm -hmm. episode but our final segment is called differential diagnosis where you give a list two plus things of advice or key takeaways things you've learned through your experience is with your relationship you know i listen i'm a podcast fan as i said and i listened Mm -hmm. and i did absolutely no prep for this differential but (laughs) Just off the top of my noggin, much like we'll be doing next year on the wards. Um, yeah. I think something we, I said my advice about like, think about the long-term timeline of your relationship and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom used to say when I was a kid to me and my brother, like, it's not a zero sum game. Like not everything has to be even. And Trevor and I mm-hmm. say that to each other all the time as a joke. Like it's not a zero sum game. Like if you make me a sandwich, I don't have to make you like dinner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or you can, mm-hmm. you know, make the sandwich and maybe he's making one two years later. Um, yeah. So I think like keeping the long term in mind, things don't have to be even. And um, I think the other big one is you can't control other people. And you especially can't control people in your relationship. Maybe that's more of a personal thing because I have a little mm-hmm. bit I have I'm a little particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I would uh, one thing I work on in our relationship is not really controlling, mm-hmm. you know, how what he's doing or how he's feeling or 
know what we're going to do together. Or wait, he does things like wait, he does the dishes. Like at mm-hmm. first when we started dating, I was like, there's a right way and there's a wrong way <laughs> to cook this, to do these dishes, to fold this laundry, to do this laundry. Yeah. And I just realized like that person is bringing their whole life experience to your relationship and the way mm-hmm. they've done things for many years, the way their parents have done things for many years. Yeah. And instead of trying to control that and make it your own way, mm-hmm. I think I just kind of accepted that, you know, there are some things he knows how to do better than me as much as I mm-hmm. was loathe to admit it. Um, mm-hmm. I think maybe that's more advice very specific to me, but I think it's hard when you've done things a certain way as a single person your whole life and do the exact same as your parents do, like I do, to have someone bring that whole new breath of experience and somehow integrate it into your practices. But, mm-hmm. you know, I guess the way to translate that is just chill out a little bit. Um, <laughs> would, be my, would be my succinct advice about stuff blabbering on yeah. and on mm-hmm. and on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's my differential for a my diagnosis for what works in our personal relationship and everyone's so different. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm very excited to hear more differentials. I'll probably like yes. something. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's great for me. I'm getting so much great advice and just like a wealth of knowledge from everyone. So thank you. That's a really good point. And I, I completely agree. Like just chilling out, like letting things go. I have to tell myself yeah. that all the time. I'm like, let it time. go, Anna. Let it go. It doesn't right? matter. It really doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Exactly. And it's, I think it's, I say that it's advice might be too specific and is maybe revealing more about me than I want to be revealed. But I think it's, I think it's a little bit, I think it's generally good advice for med students who had to do so much to, had to put so much effort in, had to do so much work, had to do things a certain way and be a little particular for the most part, a little bit Mm -hmm. more type A to get where we are that I think that's a maybe more common flaw or fault or a work on than yeah. than I than I, I imagine. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully it's helpful advice. <laughs> no, that is incredibly helpful. I mean, I I've learned so much from you in our little chat, and I'm sure the listeners oh. also <laughs> learn things as well. I crack myself up anytime, like the listeners, the fans, the listeners, the stands. But, yeah, the stands. <laughs> but no, thank you so much, Kathleen. Like that was really really helpful to hear and you know like you have your own story that is separate and like distinct and unique from everyone else's so I'm so grateful for you for sharing and being vulnerable with us today well thank you I was honored to be here and grateful for you too you're a fantastic host night so much fun great of course thank you yeah okay well I think that's it that's all that I have Mm -hmm. all right sounds good we'll say bye yeah bye